Hello and welcome to the How to Lead Podcast, helping you unleash influence wherever you are. My name is Adam Tarno. I'm joined, as always, by Clay Scroggins. Clay, one of our very first episodes, you talked about uh, resigning from a job and you didn't know how to do it and you Googled it. You obviously remember <laughs> that story, right? Well, I, specifically, I, I searched in my podcast app because I wanted someone to explain it to me. There I wanted go. someone who would go... Hey, listen, if you're about to resign from a job today, let me tell you exactly how to do it. <laughs> That's Boy, good. If that, if that, I would have been like, oh my goodness, I found it. This is what I was looking Which for. Which is why that gives, a, that gives a lot of context on why we uh, structure our podcast episodes the way we do, because we're like creating these episodes that we would have wanted uh, that clearly spell <laughs> right. out exactly how That's to do right. things. And so today's episode is no uh, exception to that. We're going to talk about how to ask for a raise. And so here's my question to you. Have you ever gone to a boss and asked for a raise at any point in your career? I have not. I have negotiated a salary when I've gotten offered a a different role. Okay. But I haven't actually done the set up a meeting with the boss or bring it up in the one-on-one, hey, I want to request a a raise, which I don't know. I don't know if there's something to that, but I I, I have certainly been on the other side of it. I have certainly been a boss where people have come to me have you ever done this specific? Uh, yeah, so I'm the same way where I've had uh, had uh, team members come to me as a team leader and ask for a raise. So I've been a part of that. Closest I got probably was, yes, I started at a new organization and the starting salary came in sizably under what I was expecting. And so mm. uh, that was asking for more there. And I'll tell you why the, the I didn't get it. Uh, and part of that is what we're going to talk about today, I think, because just some of the fundamental differences in the way that uh, team members and team leaders think about compensation. But uh, in today's job market right now, I think there's probably a lot of our listeners, especially emerging leaders right now, that would go, yeah, I I think it's time for me to ask for a raise. The report I just read yesterday was inflation is at a 41-year high right? Like we have not that had inflation in and of itself. Yeah, for the month of March of 2022. So I mean, my family and I, we were, ju- were trying to plan a vacation this summer and uh, we, the city we wanted to go to, like everything was too expensive and it changed wow. our plans, right? So inflation, wow. we're all feeling it. We're all feeling it. And so I'm sure now is a good time for a lot of people to ask for a raise. And so we want to talk about just a few things. I, to, sorry. Yeah. Will you, before we talk about that, can I add one more? I think there's probably a lot of people, Adam, that have been doing the job for two or three people as well. Oh, because, yes. I mean, every organization I talk to says, oh, we have so many open positions right now, which means people are carrying a bigger load. So I yep. think that not only is there inflation, but there's also people that have been you know, working more, carrying more, handling more, and there's probably a lot of listeners sitting there going, yeah, I feel like that. I need to be, I need to be uh, rewarded for this uh, or compensated for yes. the work I've been doing. Yes. I need, uh, yeah, we need, we need to, we need to show me the money, right. To go back to the nineties <laughs> and Jerry Maguire. So, okay. Uh, so here's what we want to do. Let's talk real quickly about just some things. So you're, you're a team member. You're going to go to your team leader. You're going to go to your boss. You're going to ask for a raise. We're going to give you five very specific things to do, like how to structure that conversation. But we do want to share just three very quick things to keep in mind before you enter into that conversation. Yeah. And the first one is this, is I think there is a fundamental difference between the way a boss, owner, team leader thinks about compensation and then the average uh, employee or team member. And here's what I've seen in my career, and as I've talked to bosses over the years and team leaders over the years, is that 
A team leader views a raise. So if you're giving an employee a raise, there comes with that raise an expectation of future performance. So, hey, Clay, I'm going to be paying you more. Now I expect more from you in the future. That's why I'm paying you more. So the raise is me buying more value from you in the future. And I think a lot of, and this is for myself, the way I thought about a raise when I would get my first couple raises is I thought I'm being rewarded for my past performance. Hey, you've seen, you've seen that I've been doing a good job. You basically, it's almost like you were in debt to me. You weren't paying me enough. And so now you're making good on that debt and paying me what I deserve for past performance. That's really, really essential for us to keep in mind, because if you are a team member going to talk to a team leader, you can't just come in and only talk about your track record. Uh, That's going to be an important aspect, but it can't just be about the past. It has to be about the future, because that's the way most bosses and owners think about it. So that's a good thing for us to keep in mind as you're structuring your conversation with them. You know, one place I see this often, Adam, is in the, I mean, I'm a both of us are big sports fans, but as an, as an avid sports fan, I see this in, in, I've never been in a contract negotiation, right? but it's, I could see this easily happening there. You you can imagine a baseball player going, Hey, this is the amount of money I deserve because look at what I just hit last year. And I would imagine that the general manager is going, okay, we will try to pay you that because of that, but we're giving you this big contract because we believe that you're going to do that and some plus some, some, you know, that you're not just going to hit the 30 homers that you hit last year. We're paying you this because we believe and we hope and we expect that you're going to hit 40 this year. Future value. Yeah. It's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I think that's really helpful. Um, for us to, to keep in mind. So the second thing to keep in mind when we go into this is, is the bucket of money doesn't exist really proverbially. So, so talk about right. that. Well, I just, you know, again, learning from being on the other side of it, I think oftentimes people would come and request a raise and they would think that there was just this bucket of money that was sitting there, not allocated to anything <laughs> that as the boss, you could just go, you know what? I, you're right. Yeah. You do deserve they, something. Let they me, let me pull up the bucket. They set it on the desk. <laughs> exactly. They just start doling out exactly. cash. I'm going yeah. to give you a little bit of this extra because you've been doing so good. No, the, whenever j- just recognizing the fact that all the money is being spent, it's all being allocated. Now, you might be in an organization or a company that has a lot of growth potential or has a lot of future revenue that's happening that hadn't been happening, perhaps. But in most cases, even that money is mentally spent already. They're yep. thinking, how are we going to upgrade or what are we going to do with this? So just recognizing that when you ask for a raise, if they say yes to you, it probably means they're going to have to say no to something or they're going to have to say no to someone. And just acknowledge, at least mentally acknowledging that, mentally getting your head in a space of what I am saying is in the finite resources that we have, I think I am worth more than what you're currently paying me, and here's why. I think that's just a state of mind that if we can get in that state of mind, it will help us have the conversation in a more productive way. Yeah, as team members, we've got to start to understand the basic economics of our organization. Where does cash flow come from? Uh, What are our high expenses? How does the company think about budgeting? Those are things that, you know, as a leader, and uh, you have to know that stuff, and this is a great time to, to think about that. I love that, just that idea that there is no 
proverbial or oftentimes there's not just this bucket of money that is left for, and it's just labeled when employees ask for raises, just grab from here. <laughs> this is what you give them. Yeah. Uh, right. Third, third thing right. to keep in mind, I think is, is somewhat connected to that is making decisions like this are often more complicated than we know as a, again, as a team member. Um, there are, there are, there's these things that as an accountant, we would call them internal controls, right? Internal controls. And internal controls are a good thing because what you don't want is you don't want a bunch of leaders walking around freely spending the organization's cash however they want. So to have some good internal controls when you want to increase spending, it usually involves more than one person being involved in the conversation. So, like what, Adam? What like there can be uh, there can be uh, finance or uh, compensation committees. There can be executive leadership teams. There can be site leadership teams. It could go all the way up to investors, which again, as a team member, do you know how your company is owned? Because what I've seen in my experience is that if you're owned by venture capitalists or you have some outside investors that are the main owners of the company who are not on site every day uh, or not a part of your company each and every day, those uh, compensation conversations are really complicated because now you got to talk to people who don't know you personally you are a name on a spreadsheet to them, right? And so, and I'm sorry, but you're not just selling the person in the room at that point. That's right. You're really giving the person in the room the the whatever they might need to sell this in the next conversation. And you've just added stress to the person in the room, especially if they are now going, "Well, great, now I got to go talk to the investors." Right. And uh, that could be a hard conversation. Or now I got to go to the board and I've got to have an argument. And this is a big to do on my list right now. So anyway, those are just some things for us to keep in mind that their you know, bosses and leaders can or bosses and team members can view money differently. There's not just a bucket of cash laying around. And oftentimes these conversations are complicated, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't have them. Doesn't mean you That's shouldn't right. have them. So, Adam, do do for me what I wanted on that day yes. when I Google, when I when I looked in the podcast search engine how to resign from a job. Let's let's do this as practically as possible. Let's say it's the day of. They're day going, of. all right, I've done it. I've requested the meeting. I'm having the meeting. Here we go. Here we go. Tell me what do I do? How yes. do I request a raise? Clay, thank you for taking this uh, meeting with me. I've had so much fun on this podcast with you. Um, you are my boss and I appreciate it. So here's the deal. I want to talk to you. So I want to set the subject. I would like to talk oh, to you good. about my compensation. So very, very clear. Up We're having front. a conversation about compensation. Mine, not even, yours, mine. Even beforehand? I think you could, yeah. Because a lot of times if, if you're asking for 30 minutes with your boss, the first question they're going to ask is why. So if you want to make sure that meeting gets on the calendar, I'd like to talk to you for 30 minutes about my compensation. So you can do that in the meeting invite or... Do that when you sit down and go, thanks. Today, we're going to talk about my compensation. So I think that's the first is being clear on the subject. If you have a one you know, a regularly scheduled one-on-one meeting, I, I, I would find that helpful yeah. if somebody get and, – and I'm an in-the-moment, you know, shoot from the hip. I'm comfortable thinking off my on my feet kind of person. But even, even still, I would prefer a heads-up. Hey, just want to give you a heads-up. When we have our one-on-one, I want to talk to you about compensation – uh, specific, more specifically, I want to talk about my mine, mine. <laughs> not, not just yours. the general, the general yeah. subject of it. Yeah. No, specifically and if mine. you're in a yeah. weekly one-on-one and you want to bring it up, here's a great way. I love it. It's called the micro. Yes. And so maybe you got this agenda and the, the boss, you got 15 minutes left and the boss asks you anything else you want to talk about just saying, Hey, can we talk about my compensation for a moment? 
right? So you give them a moment to, to absorb that subject, and then they get to say, yeah, sure, let's talk about it. So you just gave them just a few minutes to switch gears mentally That's excellent. to go, now we're in a conversation here. And they agreed to the conversation because you asked them. You didn't just force it on them. Uh, so that clarity is starting off there. I think the second thing, um, again, this isn't going to be rocket science. Just express gratitude. Uh, just express gratitude. Just I, I like working here. I like working for you. I like the work that we do. I am so grateful for what I get paid right now. Um, because many times, and we're going to talk about this in another episode, bosses are typically just hearing complaints all day, every day. And so a very easy way to stand out uh, and to show some positive energy is just to express gratitude. What's weird about gratitude is the moment you start expressing it, it like changes you, right? It, yeah. it changes your mood when you, when you start to express it. And I think it'll keep you in a more uh, congenial mood that could, could make that conversation go better. Well, I think I, I love the angle that you have there, that it's not just express gratitude so the other person will be endeared to you. Though that might happen, happen but you yeah. can't control that. But yep. I like the idea of, hey, expressing gratitude because this will actually put you in a healthy, healthier frame of mind or emotional state to be able to have this conversation. Because, I mean, the, you know, just a, an, an easy way to you know, ruin this conversation or to have a unproductive conversation is to come into it with an edge, Yep. (laughs) you know, this edge of I'm kind of pissed. I'm kind of frustrated that I haven't been paid what I think I should be paid and you better in the future or else. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of a recipe for disaster. Honestly, you know, the conversation is not going to go well. So expressing gratitude. I like what you're saying that it, at the very, at the very least and best, it really does put you in a good state of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to set the subject. We're going to express gratitude. Then we are going to ask assertively. And to be assertive does not mean you're being aggressive. It just means you're being clear, <laughs> right? And and I like, yeah. you, you brought up a good point before we hit record on this, which was uh, you've sat in these conversations where people kind of dance around the ask. Uh, uh, what, what does that sound like? And what have you experienced there? Well, I don't know. The, the, the adjective that came to mind was sheepish, you know, <laughs> yes. just where it's like, I mean, it's honestly, it's the way when I was, you know, in my early years of marriage, I would do this with my wife when it came to playing golf and it just drove her crazy because she's <laughs> like, just stop. If you're gonna, if you're asking me if you can go play golf or if you're telling me whatever, I mean, we try to do the ask me, but, um, just tell me, just say it, you know, but don't do the, Hey, I mean, I don't know. What do you do? You know, is it okay? Would it be? And I know there's a lot of other things and maybe, you know, but I know, I know there's a lot going on and what, but no, just say, here is my request. I want to be paid 10% more than what I'm being paid. Yep. And then you got to stop. The hardest thing, Adam, is to stop talking, is to just say, here's my request. And then to say it. Now, this is going to lead into the next one, which you do have to make your argument. Yes. So that fine, you know, it's the social skill. It's the emotional awareness of how do you leave space for your boss to respond yet also making your argument, you probably want to state the request and then make your argument in a very clear way. And I mean, how long should that take someone to make their argument? I mean, hopefully you've got three or four bullet points. And what I would do here, I think what's best is say a few clear statements. And and then when your boss asks for more info, then you start talking more. What you don't want oh, to do is just start talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And then your boss is going to get lost and the it, you're going to become unclear. So I would like a 10% raise, or I would like $15,000 a year more. Pause, right? Here's some reasons why. 
Uh, I think I'm going to be doing this, I'm going to be doing that, I'm going to be doing this, right? And then you just make them of those statements. Then you're engaged in a conversation, because what you don't know is which of those items your boss is going to want to talk about. So just don't oh, assume. Let good. them ask uh, what, what, where do they want more info. When you're making the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm referring back to what you said at the beginning, that, you know, so much of your argument ought to be about future performance, that, you know, it's, it's okay to reference, you know, hey, remember last year, I was supposed to sell this much and I sold this much or last you hired me to manage this people, but I ended up managing both. And because of that, whatever, it's okay to reference that. But as much as you can make your argument about the future, is it also okay? Is it ever okay to say, um, you know, we're, we're having a hard time. Uh, I can't really make it. We had a baby. We, I, uh, because of where we live and the rent or, uh, we had a, you know, my parents had a situation and I'm now having to take care of my whatever. How, how, as a boss, how would you handle those kinds of things? I love that question, Clay, that you brought that up because I've had so many conversations with leaders who have had somebody leave because of financial hardship and they're frustrated because they're like, I wish I would have known. I might've been able to do something about that. I mean, in some ways, those are some really, uh, those are some easier yeses for team leaders oftentimes, which is here's a valuable person of our team who's clearly adding value there. They have some financial hardship right now it would be my joy, you know, to give you $5,000 a year more that's going to help relieve some pressure. Um, so many stories of that that I've heard where uh, a boss that heard uh, one of his great team members was out working part-time in a fast food uh, at night. And when they heard about that, it was like, why are you doing that? And, you know, she shared a little bit more about where her financial situation was. And he was like, I, I'm, we're done with that. I'm glad I know that now. I'd, it'd be, you know, my joy to help Let's make sure that you're getting all that you need to get all your obligations met. <laughs> what is do- how much are you making through DoorDash? That's we right. Will, we we, we can match that, you know, and that. Uh, yeah. yeah, we can do that. So, yeah, so I think have your why, some of those reasons, make your argument, some of it, re- you know, going back to your track record on the past, but don't just hang out only in the past. You really want to start talking about the future and how how this investment is going to lead to financial return uh, for the company or for the team. Uh, I think that is the fourth part of all this that is really good. Can I, one other thing, I mean, I'd be curious to hear what your opinion would be about this, but if this were me as, you know, especially thinking back on those three things we said, you got to understand, you know, there's not this bucket of money that they're having to say no to something else that, but also depending on the ownership structure that they're, they're going to have to then go and sell this to someone else. I find it very um, helpful and impressive when someone actually writes this down, maybe types it out and prints it out and says, here's my request. And I've written down those three bullets as to why I would be happy to talk about them more if you would like more information on those. But I just wanted to give you those because I know this is going to take some time for you to think about. You might even have to have some other conversations. And I wanted you to have it. Uh, that's master class level stuff right there. That's pro level. I mean, that's, that is fantastic uh, to show that thoughtfulness and, and make it easy. Like it, That's a great question to ask yourself as you're making the argument. How can I make this easier on my team leader as they have to go sell it to somebody else. And so, yeah, writing down the points, doing all that, that's that's a great way to think about that. Adam, I, I, I brought that up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I interrupted you on that. But yeah. I, I thought of, I, I had someone do this to me. They Here's what they did. They said they were actually advocating for a raise with someone on their team. Okay. Which that is a much easier conversation to have, right? Because it's less personal. And what they did was, over the past year, they wrote down every 
outside of the normal situation that they were now having to deal with because of some changes that had happened and brought the list to me of all those conversations and said, hey, this is now what we're having to do. And because of we're going to keep doing that in the future, I'm requesting this raise for the team member. And honestly, the preparedness, the uh, intentionality, the thoroughness, it made it, to your point, much easier to say yes to because they put so much effort into it. I like that. All right. Our last point is, is this, is just be okay with the answer. Uh, say thank you. Maybe that's a slash there. Um, or, or I would say this for the last one, it's, it's understand this is a negotiation, right? And so, uh, whatever the outcome is, be grateful. You, you did all you could do right there is you made the request and you did it in a thoughtful and helpful way. Uh, you tried to do it in a way that was clear to them, uh, there might be a negotiation. They may push back and go, well, not 10%. How about 8%? So that may be good for you to think through some of those scenarios. What if what if you're asking for 15000 and they come back and offer twelve? Are you going to walk? Are you going to say yes? Right. Uh, I mean, those are some good things to think through so that you're not caught off guard. Uh, just like with any negotiation, like when you go buy a car or buy a house or anything like that, those are some things that are, that are good there. But I, I think the big piece there is just know you just did all you could do is you made yeah, the thoughtful request and now... Now this is up to them, and uh, and so just be okay with that, and rest well at night knowing you tried. And and I think the the sentiment of this one, which I, I love ending with this one, that you got to be okay with whatever they end up coming back with, or you don't have to be, but no. you, your relationship will be better if you are. Everyone knows what it's like to be in a relationship with someone where you're constantly made to feel like you're not doing enough. And you're ultimately the best kind of job environment is a job environment where you and your boss have a mutually respectful, mutually beneficial relationship of camaraderie and equal ownership, or at least mutual ownership. And where when your boss wins, you win and you want that kind of relationship. And so this conversation, the, the, the worst kind of awkward of this conversation is when I, the boss is made to feel like if I say no to this, I'm going to have to live with the guilt they're going to constantly make me feel like they're doing all this work and they're not getting enough. And that's just hard to be in that relationship long term in a a healthy way. And so I think just keeping your eyes on, hey, what I ultimately want, I mean, I do want to be compensated for what I'm doing. And it is, I think it's definitely appropriate at times to go request a raise. But even more important than that, while I'm working here, I want to have a great relationship with my boss and being okay with the whatever happens here. I think will go a long way in having a healthy, sustainable, long-term relationship. Yeah, and then if if another opportunity comes along where another company uh, does offer you a a compensation closer to what you were asking for, there are no surprises when you turn in your resignation, right? You can go listen to that episode of How Do You uh, Leave Your Job, and um, and there's no surprises. Hey, they're going to pay me that. Uh, Great. We can't, and there's no, no bridges that are burned there. There's just clarity and understanding and I think that uh, that's that's how we do it. So that's it. That's it. how you ask for a raise. Just do those five things. Set the subject. <laughs> be grateful. <laughs> Make the assertive ask. Have your argument. And then say thank you. Be okay with the answer. And uh, know that you did all you can do. Hey, it would be phenomenal, Adam, if anybody actually applied this and then told us how it went. 
Yeah, because we I want. Would love to, I would love to hear. We it. want five percent of whatever you just negotiated, okay? <laughs> right. And maybe we're available for hire. If you're like, well, Claire, Adam, can you all just do it for me? Just give us a call. We can work <laughs> something out. Maybe we That's can right. represent you. <laughs> like Ben, like Ben Affleck when he goes and negotiates the salary on behalf of uh, on behalf of um, Matt Damon and Goodwill right. Hunting. That's right. So there's two two nineties movies. That's right. That's right. Do you know that word? All right. So those are the two 90s movies that we just referenced for you. Uh, And so that's a good episode. Clay, as always, fun to be with you. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Thanks, Adam. Thank you so much for listening to the How to Lead podcast. We would love to hear from you. Do you have any questions, any comments, any topics that you would like for us to consider for future episodes? If so, best way to reach out to us is via email. We can be reached at info at howtolead.work. That's info at howtolead.work. This episode, like all of our episodes, was mixed and edited by the amazing team at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. That's all we've got for today. We'll talk to you again next week.